My name is Matt Buckner. Finally, uh, made it across the pond then, did you? Yeah. Last spring, I got kicked out of Harvard. But what I was about to learn, no school in the world could teach me. Bruv, you know I can't take a yank to football. Yeah, you can. And you're gonna be on your best behavior. Do you understand? Probably the first fight I ever had. You call that a fight? Come on. You might learn something. It's football day. Aye, aye! He's practically family. It's not a gang, but you're my friend. Come on, let's get out of here. Stand your ground and fight. Fight? I don't want to fight. Just fight yourself when you hate. the first bungee through. Yeah. A little bit on the feminine side. What? The GSE. Green Street Elite. What was you studying? History. I teach history. You teach? It's our job to save this even from his evil ways. To teach him what really matters in life. Listen to me. I like you. But you have no idea what you're getting into. This is what it's all about. It's what we live for. United! What's all this I'm hearing about your firm gone all international? There's more to life than all this. Bloody karate film based on his exploits. All right, welcome back to Matinee Baseball. Like I said, we were in the home stretch, like I mentioned last week's podcast. Only a few more of these podcasts left. And what we're doing to finish them up is me, Sean, and T- uh, Jake are all, I'm Ted, that's Jake, are all picking a movie that we love from our youth that is hard to watch, hard to find, not hard to watch, but hard to track down. I picked Pool Hall Junkies. Sean has picked Green Street Hooligans is what we're doing tonight. And Jake has picked Grind. Grind. Not Rad. We should do both. Um, And as always, we're always everything here at the Tailgate side is brought to you by Money Bites. Moneybites.com. Go there, type in your zip code, find the Money Bites. They are the best part of the Sunday cone. Just a tip. is a tip of a Sunday cone filled with either white chocolate, milk chocolate, or dark chocolate. It is a freaking amazing they're now at Walmarts and I believe some Targets, Menards, gas stations, type of man. You will not be disappointed. And find us on Spotify, not Stitcher, iTunes, and iHeart going forward. And listen to us and subscribe and go to the tailgateside.com. Occasionally we have written content there. I think we're going to have uh, Gukin's trends come back until he welcomes his twins. And then, yeah, we're here to discuss Green Street Hooligans coming out in 2004. As always, in case you haven't ever watched this, even though I've been showing that there's a freaking full movie clip of it on YouTube that's in the background right now. There's actually two of them. One's widescreen, one's not. You have no excuse to watch this. Just great movie. So 90 seconds or less, Sean, and spoil the shit out of Green Street Hooligans. All right. uh, Green Street Hooligans is a a movie based around, uh, I believe it's Matt Buckner's life, or I guess sort of moment in life. He uh, he gets kicked out of Harvard for taking a fall for his roommate selling coke. He basically goes to visit his sister 
in England uh, is supposed to be staying with his sister and her husband and their kid. I don't know if they ever niece maybe it's not his, important it's um, his, yeah it's his nephew it's his son uh he uh basically the first day he's there um his sister and brother-in-law are have a date night he gets sent off to a soccer match with um pete, pete. his brother-in-law's brother um and that's where he discovers that they are just a soccer gang essentially or a firm, a firm as they call it yeah um he gets in a fight uh he gets jumped they have his back he kind of just adopts pete as his friend and mentor and becomes a member of this firm um you find out later that pete's brother and matt's brother-in-law used to head the firm uh whole messed up thing with the rival firm from Millwall where a kid died. Uh, Steve, the brother-in-law, walked away from it, said he's never going back if he ever does. The major. Uh, yeah, the major, his wife and would leave with their kid uh, forever. There's a little subplot where, is it Bubber? I got on that I think I called him like Bob. I don't know what the fuck that guy is. The first time he said his name, I swear to God, he said Bob. And I was like, who the hell is Bob? Yeah, so he's a, he's a member of the the, it's so, the West Ham. B-O-B-V-E-R. Bover. Yeah. yeah. He's a member of the West Ham firm, which is the Green Street Hooligans, uh, the Green Street Elite. Uh, he gets pissed off about an American being a part of it. He goes to the Millwall firm, tells him the major's back. Uh, they assault the bar, kill Steve. Well, try to kill Steve. Um, slit his throat. So they have a a large reckoning fight to settle this once and for all at the end. And uh, inevitably standing up for his boys, um, he gets killed. Uh, it's a, it's well, no, the he whole... Get the whole he gets killed well, so Steve's wife and kid can escape. Well, yes. It is... There's there's a whole mesh of uh, four storylines that come together in that last fight, but you have uh, yeah, Bubber coming back, getting sort of redemption. Um, Fucking Bubber, Pete, Pete taking the fall should have been him. Family and yeah, uh, prick hole Tommy Hatcher and his guys somehow getting the last word in all of this, but. Uh, it's a delightful film. It's, it's got, <laughs> it is it's very got, good. It is very it's hard got to talk great about. moments, great one-liners, great everything. It is um, a very good movie. You did a good job, oh, Sean. And and then I guess yeah, there's a little spot at the end where Matt goes back to get his revenge on his roommate that got him kicked out of heart. Just beautiful. Yes. <laughs> you know, which I'm not a cop by any means, but I feel like. He didn't get enough incriminating evidence on that cassette to get him free. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what he's gonna get out of that, but just take it back to Harvard, man. That's I guess I just feel like he the guy didn't say it was just Coke. He just said, Oh yeah, I do owe you a favor. I don't think he ever like I mean, I'm not saying oh, he, he, de- he definitely said something about, yeah, they were my drugs. What of it? Mm, I guess we'll find out. Well, I guess he, this YouTube I just I watched it. He he definitely there was something about like him admitting 
that they were his drugs in there. Yeah. I, all right. I'll, I'll take your word on it. Yeah. So this movie is very good. Um, I, I, I didn't Google to figure out why you can't find it. It feels like it's a studio thing. It's frustrating. So I feel like with the way the Premier League is popular now, we find a new, uh, a new like love, you know, online. Yeah. Just soccer in general. Like, I, yeah. I'm surprised. I am surprised that some streaming service hasn't picked it up and just has it, you know, Prime Video, whatever, Hulu, something. One of the obscure ones. Because I, yeah, I, I, I went, in, I watched it today, and I knew. I mean, I had very, I had a very general idea of kind of what it was about, but very few specifics. I, I knew it was like some something to do with like rowdy maybe gang things and so- like European soccer fandom. And that was about as much as I had ever Was the from. hooligans in the title, how you figured that out? Hooligans in the... Because you said you thought it had something to do with gangs and soccer warfare. I mean, that probably gave me some co- contextual part of it. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, I had, I had heard of it probably enough to that like know those things. And that was about all I knew about it. Right. Um, and other like, than that's... other than Elijah Wood and Charlie Hunnam, like right, which is another yeah. reason that's really so shocking that this isn't somewhere. Like you can't even get a Blu-ray of this. Like no, it's up there. I, I literally had I went to eBay and bought a a DVD of it. And... Oh yeah, and if they're if they're unopened. They're thirty bucks. Like mine was used. Hell, I think I paid almost thirty dollars for an open used one. Shit, mine cost seven bucks. Wow. <laughs> Now that I gotta watch my DVD because my son took my took his video game system, so I had to watch it on the damn YouTube anyways. So I hope that DVD because I had a DVD from a couple years ago, and it's scratched right where you find out that the major is involved with Tommy Sundine, which is a pretty big part. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's I had to go to the big. goddamn wiki, you know, <laughs> figure that one out. <laughs> also, uh, use. I'm not going to disagree with this being like a good movie um, because I would watch it again, but this movie really, and maybe I I think it has to do with Charlie Hunnam and I'm not, I haven't exactly figured out why or how the switch flips, but the last half of the movie is much better than the first half. And I was what, so I, and I think anybody that knows Charlie Hunnam knows him from sons of anarchy, right? And so I'm like, all right, he's playing like in, you know, not a a firm gang, whatever. Like this is probably a role that like he's going to do well in. And for the first half of the movie, it was not he, in my opinion, he was not great. And then there's this weird, like, I, I don't know what happened, but he, you literally can watch him like, oh, that's Jax from Sons of Anarchy. Like that's the same character the same way of acting and it just got way better from then on yeah there's definitely kind of a moment there where because when it when it starts when you first get introduced to him and i don't know if it's supposed to be some sort of i don't think it's as deep as like a character development thing um as much as it is as it is just like yeah, it, maybe it just wasn't there for those scenes, is that, you know, he starts out, obviously, when he first meets Matt, and, you know, he's taking him to the game, and they have the drinks, and 
he's like, and Matt's like, oh, I'm just going to go home. You know, I'm pretty drunk, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, you're not skipping the game, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's just kind of the inviting, fun-loving, like, dude. And then there definitely is a moment there where it switches to yeah, he's I... the serious leader guy that is taking charge of everything that isn't what he was doing for the first, yeah, about half of the I th- movie. I think it might be the, like, jovial fun part of it to the, like, serious just leader, you know, shit's, yeah. shit's going down, gotta be done thing. Yeah, and it's... Because um, it, it is interesting. There's definitely almost a, a flip switched in there, and it's not entirely plot-driven. I think you can see it just in the acting as well, and I think... I think part of that is I would agree with you as far as like what he does in Sons of Anarchy is like he can mix those emotions and roles and you know he can be the fun guy while being the serious leader guy like I love at least the first couple seasons of Sons of Anarchy I watched before yeah. before the episode to... became it... eighty five minutes long yeah, yeah. <laughs> before it went before it went a couple seasons too long. Um, and one too many seasons in those episodes became like a long era long it wasn't like 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 an hour yeah. 25 yeah and it's just some of it like and i do love i do love those early scenes because there are you know he has the you have the moment almost immediately where where he puts uh matt up against the wall is you know just give me the bees and he's bees and honey like money you know and he's, he explains some of the lingo and stuff like that like those are things that I've watched that scene numerous just... times, and I still don't understand half that shit. Like... <laughs> Some of my friends, and we just still to this day, we'll fuck with each other, and just we'll be playing games, we'll be betting on something on TV, and just give me the bees, man, and um, and people will look at you like you're uh, an idiot, but uh, and then you get to break out the you know bees and honey <laughs> like money, and they're then they look at you even more like you're an idiot. <laughs> Like, um, but yeah, it's you know, and he gives him the little, uh, takes out his foot, puts him against the wall with his fist back that Matt eventually does to the coke boy at the mm-hmm. end, um, because not the greatest callback I've ever seen in a movie, but I guess a, a, I don't some think sort I, I of a good ever, touch. Ever caught that until you just said that. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's the first fight move he ever experiences, and yeah, it's the one he puts on on Jeremy Van Holden. Um, I did hear that uh, in a few places that that Hunnam basically he didn't. I'm not saying he got Sons of Anarchy because of this movie, but like it got his foot in the door. Like the director is like, oh yeah, I, I see him now. I see that's who he can. That's exactly what I thought at the like towards the end of the movie when the he gets really serious about everything, and I was like that's literally the character and why he got casted for yeah. sons like that's what he plays 90 percent of the time in that show Oh yeah almost to a t yeah and that's the yeah. reason that he's done almost nothing else <laughs> oh, <laughs> he did that he did that movie pacific rim say we're not we're not here to talk shit about pacific rim or this no, no no i i mean pacific rim's fine but he, he the that's the, there's a the reason ring? there's a reason he hasn't done hardly I, I, anything else is because he can do that one thing and that's it oh i also wonder like he's in that uh lost city of z which is great if you ever want to check out that's great uh has daniel Radcliffe in it too 
I also wonder, like, if he doesn't have to. Because, I mean, I wonder how many millions of dollars he was yeah, getting. Suns probably stuff. made him a bunch of money. That is probably. And so crazy. now, like, he can just be like Daniel Radcliffe. He's like, I will do shit. That's fun for me. Sorry, I mean to interrupt you, but I'm sure he's I'm sure his bank account is fine. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. no. I, yeah, I, I think that's definitely part of it, too. Like, he just doesn't have to really care to do anything. He did do that show on Apple. Like, was that Apple where like he was in Southeast Asia, like he was a criminal or India? Is that what the Shantaram TV series? Yeah, is? yeah, and that it? got decent reviews. But like I said, it was on Apple and that shit. I mean, unless you're Ted Lasso, you're not. No one's gonna know about you on Apple, which is fine. So, all right, before we get too distracted, I want to talk about Bevel or Bevel or where the fuck his name is, Bover. Bobber. Don't even care enough about that motherfucker. <laughs> if there's a Mount Rushmore of just miserable motherfuckers in sports movies, do you have no idea how these people stick, like even deal with him on a daily basis? He's up there. What does this man bring to the table to the rest of those jolly motherfuckers? I, it's... I'm just confused by that character in general because, like, why is his kind of like automatic thing to go to uh okay so the other I'll like answer. to tommy and like because he does it multiple times right i'll like, answer this because if you look yeah, at the trivia in the imdb or maybe it's wiki apparently he left the millville mill firm what the fuck are they called Millwall. tommy's whatever what yeah he left tommy's firm to join the gcs gse GSE. Yeah, so, I mean that that was kind of the like I thought that was supposed to be the point of the first interaction was you were supposed to get that out of it, but the accents are thick enough and like stuff was happening enough that I couldn't exactly pick out what was supposed to be. I've seen this movie yeah, enough times. I've never picked that. it up. I they certainly don't ever actually give you context for it. It's just a more or less sort of a I think guessing game and then you can piece the puzzles to the outline that you've made sort of thing. Cause it's even in the, in that second meeting um, where he comes to let him know that the major's back, um, you know, he gives him the, we got to stop meeting like this. People start talking again or something like that. Uh, I don't think they ever specifically talk about him being a part of that firm or it's very, very loose hinting. Like, obviously, everybody in that Millwall firm isn't, you know, doesn't just flip out when he walks in the door or anything like that. There's some level of welcoming to him, like, all right, you've been here. We don't have an issue with you, but also probably move along sort of, sort of attitude to everything. Um, so I don't, I don't know. It's a little strange because, it, like I said, it's just it's kind of just left for you to figure out, but never really told you need to figure it out. Or you can just be confused. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that if, like, that might be my biggest bitch with the movie is, like, can you give us actual clear context of why this guy is, like, has whatever these issues are that he has because obviously he has these like trust like i belong or don't no he's just a piece issues. of shit we'll, give well a shit about his issues. 
<laughs> sure. But like that comes from somewhere, right? Like obviously when the, when the new guy comes in, he has issues with people liking the new guy and want, doesn't want the new guy there. And then in adversity, Even when he's he goes singing to this that other, song this in other... the bar, he looks miserable. Like he yeah. looks like he just. That's what I mean. He's got, he's got these like insecurity, like problems and they provide no context as to why or where the hell the, that comes from or why he does what he yeah. does. Only thing I can assume is like at some point he was in mill. Whatever, Millville or where the fuck it was, where the who's live. And uh <laughs> and uh Tommy showed up, took over the firm, and kicked him out. Well, Tommy's been there forever, obviously. Then then that doesn't we make learned, sense why he's a that. bitch. I don't know. He's got daddy issues. That's what it came down to for me. Fucking should have been him that died. I mean, it should have been him that died. You're right. That it would have been just as better. much sense. It would make just as much sense. It would not change this movie at all. Well, I would have been way less sad if he died, but I mean, besides that, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> Pete died face down in the mud, so Belleville can fucking go out there and all continue to live. <laughs> Where's your dead son at, Tommy? Why were you there, Tommy? <laughs> I mean, that's one way to get killed. By the way, that's that's just you're Should've gonna been die. there to protect him. Should have keep kept an eye yeah. on him. All right, that's yeah. a one one way ticket. Repeat there, but I uh, still didn't think he was going to die even when that happened. By the way, I don't know what I thought. I saw this thing twenty years ago, but uh, <coughs> well, last time you hadn't watched it since since then. No, I watched it a few years ago. I was going to say you had a DVD. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's really cool if you want to watch this. So my friend used to work at Iowa State, and he had a Akita. Is it Fisher, the smaller arena there by C.Y. Stevens? Is that the small one? Yeah, Fisher Auditorium. And we would go there on weeknights at like midnight or any night, and we'd just fucking watch DVDs in there on this huge projection screen, <laughs> like, like you know, 20 feet high. And we we watched this and Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang, Back to Back. Just <laughs> two great movies. But just eating, eating Skittles, Mountain Dew, completely pure. I'm not saying, like, not everything I do is as alcohol. This is completely just candy and pop. But yeah, like, it just, and this is before you knew any of these guys. The only person we knew in this movie was Elijah Wood, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Charlie Hunnam, it was literally this. Uh, he has it 05, and then um, uh, Sons is like, what, oh, like a year or two later? Yeah, I mean, I actually knew his maybe brother. Maybe 08 is what yeah. it's listed as. His brother was probably more famous than him because he was in Doctor Who. There for a while, which I'm sure you guys don't understand, but I know. never, yeah, I've never watched any of Doctor Who. But yeah, like it's a it's a fun movie. Like it's just I don't know about fun. <laughs> well, I mean, so it's the, got the, some the fun first, in it. the yeah, no, it de- it definitely has some fun in it, and I think the like it, it is like a half to two thirds like the first part of it is there is a decent amount of fun like it is fun but it definitely flips to a more serious than you get a real like the real serious like firm on firm gang on gang people getting yeah let's talk about the, the fun parts the fun fights i guess how awful would it have been to get a credit card stuck in your mouth and punched? Oh my god! It just backed against the wall by four dudes. That's got to be terrifying. So when that first was happening, I was like, "What in the hell is going on?" And then I realized, like, "Oh, if you have that in your mouth and you get like kicked in the crotch, like that's not gonna go well." Yeah, I assume he's gonna punch him. 
No, they spread his legs like they're going to kick him. So then your like face contracts and splits your fucking cheeks open. Yeah, it'll cut open. Yeah, the mm. sides of your mouth. Yeah, because he uh, references Chelsea Grin. And I was like, oh, OK, now I'm like now I'm picking up what the, what's going to be. So much worse. Much yeah, worse. way worse. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> so that part's fun. I did think it was hilarious that like these guys are the bad guys from Ted Lasso season three. I, mean, I don't know if Sean has seen Ted Lasso. I have not. I and, haven't seen the last season. So, well, this is the seat, the team that Nate goes to play for. And they have like a huge oh, fucking stadium. Yeah, yeah, okay. I also I haven't watched that. It's been what damn near two years since, Which, that, since that season came out. So, so I deep dive this, and uh, <coughs> yeah. So their their so their team their team is uh, West Ham United, right? Yes. Just to be clear for everybody. And like, yeah, that nice little like Wrigley Field looking stadium. Like, that's nice. I really want to know because basically, after the Olympics went through England, they took over the Olympic Stadium. Mm. That's quite the upgrade, right? When, when? 2012. I mean, like, it's like going from like Wrigley Field. Oh, you're saying now? I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, So they play in the the Olympics, Olympic Field, where it was called in England, where the Olympics were held. From that stadium that we saw in the beginning of this movie. Like, and apparently that stadium holds 35,000 people, which doesn't seem that big, right? I mean, that sounds, I mean, 35,000 is big. That stadium did not look like it held 35K. So, and apparently West Ham did not realize what this movie was about when they let them film there. (laughs) And they had already like filmed those sequences before they found out and they weren't very happy about it. Yeah. So, but yeah, can like, I want to know like what, Fans thought, like I understand, like soccer source... fans or fans. Yeah, of teams. it's just the team. Like I mean, I understand it's a sore subject for Sean, but like, if they're like, we're we're gonna leave Wrigley, and go to where the World Cup was played in Chicago, like how that would go over? Because they said that stadium had been used since 1906. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't be happy about that. Just like, like, just putting myself in that position. Like, do you think they care, or do you think that's just for us, or just being you know us you know american i mean nostalgia i'm I'm sure there's definitely a level of you don't i'm sure you don't want to lose it because i don't think i think it's pretty clear no matter where you are in the world when it comes to sports tradition is always a huge thing um so yeah i guess i don't know if if I think I think it's as big of, a, of a, like I think it's as big if not bigger of a thing in soccer over there as it would be in like baseball here. Well, like, soccer yeah. always just I over there like it's just a thing that like intrigues me because I don't know how many of these like teams are in London, but they seem like they really have to be like right on top of each other. So how can there be so many fans for these teams when there's eight or nine teams in London and they have to be like all like just within each other, right? I mean, yeah, not. it is It is for sure that to an extent they are on top of each other. They're all basically in just little boroughs of England centered around London more than anything. Arsenal, uh, Brentford, Chelsea, Crystal Palace, Tottenham, Fulham, West Ham. Those are just the Premier League teams. Watford, Millwall, Queen's Park. Yeah, so yeah. There, there's a shitload. 
Right. Yeah, I mean, and they yeah they go play Man U. You've got Man City. You've got Liverpool. Yeah. Like they're all. It is. It is crazy that yeah you have that many teams yeah, the, in the, that the, the, sort the premier, of area. The Premier League teams are there's seven of them in London. Yeah. Just that, and then, and then like it just it's, it's like I did like in the research about that stadium it was like there wasn't a team. I don't know if it's Premier League. I was like a little upset about them moving to that stadium because apparently it was too close to them. And like <laughs> we're gonna you're gonna you're gonna siphon off our fans. You're gonna you're you know, which I get because like you would think it'd be like just moving a stadium and i've read that before like when community team like moved a stadium to a new statement and like they were like a five blocks in the other statement and be like well motherfucker this is gonna you know but then all these things are owned by oil barons doesn't really matter i don't think anymore yeah. <laughs> it's not entirely wrong so no i would definitely think like soccer over there that would be a big deal if you're talking about moving a like moving a, a team out of the their stadium that they've been in for and I don't even know how to Google or whatever. I don't even know how to Google what like how far away the new stadium was. Like how would you even word that? Oh, right. I have no idea. I'm not even gonna try to do it on here right now. No, yeah. So all right, so well back we were talking about how like how the fun parts of this movie were like because the first part's pretty the, fun. The, 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 the first parts of the movie is like, oh, this is like a fun like fan thing where a club that you know gets in these fights and nobody real like you get like hurt but you don't get like really hurt nobody gets really hurt like nothing bad really happens it's just like fan bases kind of fighting each other and it's gets rowdy at games and you go to the pub and hang out and get drunk and all these things right and then it, it gets away from that and gets serious but it's a very just like kind of brotherhood fun thing to start with, with some fighting that doesn't really, that's pretty in, inconsequential. Well, it's movie fighting, right? Where you can just yeah. get the shit kicked out of you and oh, be completely yeah. okay. Yeah, dude's just getting rocked with beer bottles and shit all the time. and Everybody just walks away bricks, shaking bricks hands. Being thrown, and, I mean, yeah. bricks being thrown around and <laughs> it's fine. Nobody actually gets hurt. Yeah, it's a, it's all in fun and games and you know the the spirit of spirit of football. I do yeah. I do enjoy the like the I don't I don't even know what to call it like how um how Pete just for some reason pulls Matt in and and is just like fine with it like like yeah he's a a yankee and an outsider but like i mean i I guess because he just decided to throw a couple punches he was just like in or like potentially in and everything was okay he was gonna make sure that he stayed in the crew if he wanted to i don't know it was was an interesting thing yeah it's that part's a little strange of yeah he's just immediately trusting and all of that and then it is within you know what a couple days it's the next day just Matt's going to stay with him. Uh, and then, you know, they that's have a, that's a conversation. Another, that's another yeah, that's thing the about the movie day. is like it, it, so this movie happens over what, a couple weeks? It's no, I give it, I'm going to say two months. I'm going to two months. I don't think it's that long. I didn't, I didn't. And, I, and also the beginning of the movie is 
very quick in like it may it may like jump time and i don't think they give any really real scale to know but like the beginning part of the movie of the things happening is like days or yeah i mean you have because the whole thing about him getting into town is steve makes the comment about hey we've got a babysitter I've been planning this date for a while. This is the day Matt gets to town and just, you're going to go to the game with my brother. How about that? Which I think for Steve being who he is, the fucking major of the GSE and Shannon knowing all about this and all of them obviously knowing who Pete is, why right. the fuck would you send him to that game with him? That's, well, that's actually won, something I hadn't went back and Steve thought about. Because Steve obviously wanted to get some. I mean, no, no, no. I, I so, mean, I so get that, that, but that you're sending it, this but... scrawny little kid on a fucking suicide. But yeah, but yeah, giving the context that happens later in the movie where knowing who Steve is, Shannon knowing who Steve is, knowing what Pete is now, what they're going to go do, it is absolutely fucking insane that she lets her freshly kicked out of Harvard journalism major brother <laughs> go with Pete drinking get fucked up to go so get drunk and go to the to the soccer match right where all they do is start fights <laughs> when when she knows when she's already has this ultimatum with her husband about never going back because she and she'll leave with the kid immediately like that's absolutely fucking insane that yeah that yeah, is it's... like the the rest of the movie even happen given that context yeah so, so it's the movie <laughs> and then yeah you have movie ends right here she says no you're not going anywhere like that and then the next day he's just like i'm moving in pete yeah yeah because they because they go do the thing or they go get drunk and then go to the game get into the fight and then he comes back literally the next day right and he's all beat to shit oh he takes his stuff and goes to pete's yeah she makes a comment about you haven't even held your nephew you're not even going to stay the night one you're not even going to stay one night or something like that <laughs> um and then yeah it is because and that's and this is where i think i agree it's probably closer to a couple weeks because it is what they do two more games then it's then you can get into the i don't know what the timetable is on doing a drawing for oh, a i tournament didn't know that when i do a tournament when i twitter uh, searched this movie and i and I did the uh, sorry search this movie, and I did like the people you follow. Our boy uh, TK clone Trevor said the most unrealistic thing about this movie is there's back to back games and back to back days, which I didn't catch that, but I will trust him that that happened at some point. Oh, I mean, I guess there's a chance it did. I I don't know that I've ever caught that either because I know it is. He gets, that. he gets a tattoo at some point. So, I mean, some point to go by for him to get a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to I get... think that I think they roll the first game pretty quickly into the second one. And so that, but they give no context of like, once again, they give no context of when time is passing other than right. if it's just like obvious of like personal interactions. So, I'm going to say two months. I'm going to say two months. I would say I two weeks before I would say two months. I was going to say like three to four weeks, maybe. Um, but yeah, it's it's just in that, you know, send him off, he does his thing, and then the whole I guess it is after that first game. Or I guess it's somewhere in that middle frame you have the conversation where 
Matt tells the story about his dad was a journalist or something, and he does the lying about, I was a history major, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> and then, which leads to, you know, obviously freakouts and death later. Uh, Your journal, what that would they call him? Well, I, I think they're trying to just call him a journal, but it's journo. Jur- jur- <laughs> they're calling him a journo. Journo. <laughs> Like journalist. Bon journal. journo. Yeah, basically. No, not bon. Um, not, Jesus, no. It's when they, when they get yeah, when they get hollering it, it's you know it's not far off. The um, fucking journo. Journo. Yeah, journo in there. All right, before we get to the bad part, the death. The away game is fun as hell. Where they're yeah. going to they're yeah. going to away game like all right we're gonna get a taxi we're gonna go up there we're gonna roll up on them we're gonna do this no one get in my way and they roll up and they're like shit well they have to yeah. stop the train because they get tipped off they're waiting for them to, at the station like where they're gonna get yeah. off and he's like you cannot like you can't ride the train all the way here and then so they, they like emergency it. stop the train which doesn't actually work I mean I have no fucking idea i don't know how to find out about going to jail also you have also i I love that it's like the punch glass if emergency style like stop emergency stop button it's not like (laughs) it's not like some like just thing you can go push or bevo was just looking for a reason to cut himself that day um i guess sad motherfucker fuck him um so then they get a minivan they get a u-haul which yeah they get a box truck which I've ridden in the back of a box truck for a bachelor parties. We didn't want to rent a, a limo, and it was not comfortable. Do you have a pool in there too? Uh, we <laughs> uh, we had a picnic table. We stole on a couch from the side <laughs> of the curb. It's a great idea. That's really hot back there, and when you're yeah, drunk, there's still airflow. That's for sure. And when you're drunk, come back from the uh, gentlemen's club at one in the morning. It gets a little rough back there. Shoe show. <laughs> so, just watching that GPS on your phone, hoping that you're get home as fast as you can. <laughs> but anyways that part's fun you know because i love movies like this where you can have huge hooligan fights where like i said earlier bricks and two by fours and all this shit traffic and cones and road close signs <laughs> yeah, just they just that was the first thing i like i noticed That's them, like, why I'm out saying and must... they grab the sign and i'm like are they gonna just and they do they just like run somebody over yeah, with yeah. the road close sign like I wouldn't be in a fight where when I come up next next day I don't I'm not even hurt and I have like a few like scuffs on my face I can laugh about it, you know. Like the beginning fight when Matt shows back up, like his face would be caved in when he goes when he goes to his sister's house. Yeah, and it's some for the situation like some light bruising, like it's barely a black eye. Like a yeah, it's like a black eye that's like half of his face, but it's not nearly as bad as it should have been. Superficial wounds, basically. Um, that part's great. Um, and just tell them the driver, you know, the guys that they obviously paid off to take the truck, and just you got thirty seconds. Then I recommend getting as far away as fast away as fast as you can. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then of course, like I said, it all ends with you know Bevo being a fuck and going to Tommy. Well, you gotta, well, we, you gotta like hit the hit the 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 point of um the dad showing up out of no, like the sister calls the dad right. and the dad shows up and tries to be a dad and fuck that guy too. Right. Well, and, and I had in my notes, he, Matt makes a comment when he first gets to London about 
how he called his dad's office like 12 times and it always went straight to voicemail. And I'm like, how, do you only have your dad's office number? <laughs> Does he not have a personal line anywhere? Um, but then, yeah, it's Shannon obviously gets a hold of him. Yeah, but but I mean, his dad his dad was even his dad was even like you couldn't like you you he was like why didn't you call he's like I did and he's like I got your voicemail he's like why didn't you leave a message it's like I'm tired of fucking interact like right. interacting with you through your voicemail like right he's obviously a, a dad that was not <laughs> like present and helpful and guiding in any way so well, he's still got in the Harvard somehow so he must not complete complete fuck. Like must be around to have a little bit of his studies, unless we think Matt just was self-taught. And I mean, so, but yeah, well, I you mean, don't, you don't have to get gifted into heart. I mean, yeah, there's he could definitely could have gotten himself there. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he had his own merits to be there, but obviously doesn't hurt when it's sure when when you have a dad who apparently will just show up in London and walk you into and get the you an interview of the, the London Times. Times. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, that is true. Um which yeah, that's obviously where uh then that's where the, the shit call. starts hitting the fan. Yeah. Sure no. Because one of the guys sees him sees him in there doing the handshaking and this is why I want a Blu-ray of this so I can like tell the friends apart. Because they all kind of look uh, the same. Yeah. Yeah. But they never they never give like I mean if you watched it multiple times maybe not in a row but like quickly you could probably start figuring it out but they don't they also don't give like a lot of like story contextual stuff to like they don't want they don't really care they don't want you to care right. to tell them apart so one one I know is that one with the beard but I think it's because I know him from something else like the funny guy so but they're all funny I guess um but yeah like. Matt's not innocent in all this, right? Well, no, he could have just like not gone back. That was my biggest thing is well, like at the end, like yeah, well, he wants to fight for him. No, I mean I get it, and I was expecting it the whole time, but like if he just goes to the goddamn airport, who's more at fault? The sister for, doesn't show up. Like for Pete's death, Shannon or Bebo? Well. Uh, Bover is yeah, it's Bobber, ultimately sure. the th- like he's the one that like. But if Shannon doesn't show up, does Pete die? Uh, no. But if fucking Matt doesn't go, then Shannon doesn't show up. Oh, so shit. that's that's why I say if Matt just doesn't like, if yeah. he just leaves, everything's. I mean, probably not okay. But like the the big fight happens as it should with probably nobody dying. Or maybe Tommy dying, but Tommy deserved to die. Yeah, he did. Like he shoved. All right, what's the thing about? So we we skipped over this part. We talked about how Steve got his throat slit. He got a fucking broken bottle shoved yeah. into his neck. Yeah, and survived. Yeah, he, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't yeah. get to a hospital. Like yeah, you don't. You don't. You don't get a. You don't get anything shoved through your carotid in your neck and like survive for more than a couple minutes. Yeah, he's absolutely dead. <laughs> it's, yes. I don't know if he no loses brother, but he loses his wife in the same uh afternoon. Um so I don't think Shannon's coming back to England anytime soon. No, that was more of like a and like I don't know if they tried to they almost tried to play that like it was the 
oh, if you get back into this, we're leaving thing. And it was like, no, that was like a safety, like we can't be here anymore right. thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because like if, they, if they're there, if they're there and like shit doesn't go down like it does, like Tommy's probably gonna gonna come find you and do some yeah. more bad stuff. Like, she that's even not... she makes that comment when she's in the hospital. It was just a weird. It was just a weird thing to me, where like they play the they played the, up the, like he you know he left and made this promise, and then the first thing she does is go to the hospital and be like, "Yeah, we're leaving." Yeah, it's, it's she probably realistic, she, but she says we're leaving, and you know she makes a comment along the lines of, "It's just not safe for us here," you know, because it is. It's unfortunately you're still alive, so. Tommy and everybody is going to be kicking in our front door at the end of the night, you know, sort of thing. And he's, he's still uh, pouring on safe. Even with Pete dying, I don't trust Tommy to keep fucking going at that shit, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, he finally got in some form. I, I mean, really, he got two lives for one. But because, uh, again, Steve's fucking dead. Uh, <laughs> but. Um, it's a, it is also a little bit, you know, when he gets into that mode when he's just punching Pete over and over and he starts, you know, doing the song and everything. That's fucked up. That's, I mean, it's, I understand he's in his trance and he's in his zone and it's just, he's fucking. I think that man was just the looking for the shade of red you could ever see. He burned but... a bar down the night before. Can we get yeah, those motherfuckers that jump through those windows of those bars like they're fucking Marvel villains? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> that is definitely something I noticed. That was how they kicked off the fight was people just like cannonballing through the fucking front windows <laughs> of the building. Not right. even like throwing a chair through. Like they just jumped nope. through those windows. This is, yep, it's fine. No no cuts, no bleeding from that. No, nope, it's okay. Um. Yeah, the movie ends with an incredibly downbeat song, which is very catchy. I meant to look on my Spotify to find it, which apparently was made for this movie. Oh. Because they had a song that they wanted to get, and the people wouldn't get some U2 song, and Bono wouldn't give it to them. Fucking Bono. I mean, that song's good, though. I mean, it's sad. I'm some of them made two looking... sequels to this movie, by the way, two of them. Wait, what? Yeah, one set in a prison. I think one of the, one of the dudes from this movie is in it. It's I set in a prison. Yeah. Uh... I have heard about them. I have never. And the third one is called. The third one is. Them. Third one is. You're gonna love this, Jake. It's in your. Uh, it's in your cinematic universe and movie that you love. Green Street Hooligans don't back down. <laughs> never back down. Never back down. I don't know if it's connected. No. Jesus I, Christ. I feel like it has to be. I feel like no. it has to be. It they made. Se- they made sequels to Never Back Down as well. What's What's number three? Green Street Hooligans. Three? I don't. I know they made a second one. I don't know if they made a third one. The crossover event nobody <laughs> was asking for. <laughs> the worst crossover over event you never asked for. Uh, um, speaking I of, sorry, speaking them. of music, this is a random thing. Um, the DVD title screen song or music um, doesn't come up for, on Shazam, but it's, it sounds like a sister or a brother song to Wonderwall. It's just instrumental, <laughs> and it's like as soon as it started, I was like, "Is this? Oh no, it's not that." But is it? And then it it literally like there's no I couldn't get it to come up for on Shazam of like 
an actual credited song. So I have no idea what it was, but it very much sounds like in the vein of Wonderwall. And it's not the song from the end. No. Okay. Something completely off by itself. Okay. Okay, so I'm not nuts. It is on the IMDb of I was scrolling through the soundtrack and at the very bottom there is uncredited down with the sickness by disturbed yes oh i had a note about that oh yes there's like 30 seconds yeah it's the very beginning (laughs) it's the very beginning and i'm like this is the beginning of down with the sickness nobody probably knows what this is like well right most people have no idea what this is right up to where he does the screen yeah no it's the very, it it's like cuts. if you if you've never listened to like the cd or the album of it you don't know what the hell that is but that's absolutely what it is um i, I was i was wondering through. i was like are they actually gonna get to the and then it like cuts off right before the screen yeah. i was like oh okay in my notes i do have um what tk was talking about of the games back to back i didn't even realize i recognized this um because they have the fight at the beginning where oh, that's right. getting thrown through phone booths and shit. And when Matt gets off the train, when he gets to London, all the public workers are cleaning all of that up uh, from the night, from the game the night before. Did they say that's a game though, or did they just come across each other? No, it was because they played Tottenham the night before. Tottenham um, Hotspur. And it was because uh, he makes a, I think at some point Pete makes a comment about Tottenham being in town. Okay. And then, uh, and then, yeah, it's Matt is just getting into town and they go straight to a game right after that. So yeah, they just play back to back days, <laughs> which is certainly nobody does in any organized level of soccer. <laughs> That's interesting. I, I I would have had to have watched the beginning of that again to even come close to to catching that because I definitely I don't know if I wasn't paying. Yeah, I don't even know. If I, I definitely was caught it. So maybe, I would have caught it. I definitely caught it, but I didn't register because I thought like, hey, we just watched another movie that had like extremely '90s soundtrack or late 2000s, early 2000s with uh, Bullhole Junkies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, these guys have a very similar. Yeah, it's like new rock soundtrack. You know. Buddy, just wait for my movie. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I forget. Do I have to buy that? Is that when I have commercials? Am I going to watch that commercials? I need to see that. Stream. I think Peacock. it's back on. Yeah, I think it's back Someone. on streaming services now. It wasn't for a long time though. Yeah. So, um, so before I get we completely derail this, um, we are brought to you by Money Bites, MoneyBites.com. Best part of a Sunday cone. What is the best part of this movie? For each of you. Oh boy. The best part of the movie. I am, I know what my answer is. It's um so it's right before right before they leave the pub uh for that first game. And they just, you know, they all start the chanting and they just they get going into it, and then you have Bover up on. I think it's on a pool table, or at least on a Who table. Who looks miserable <laughs> singing his song? And they're, and they're just screaming, "Let's go, fucking mental!" It's it's incredible. It'll get me hyped every time I watch it. <laughs> and then they walk down the street, do it. I'm forever blowing bubbles. It's perfect. It's it's my favorite minute and a half, maybe in any movie ever. <clears throat> it's so good. 
It's so ridiculous and dumb, but it's so good. I think, man, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think my, I think the, it's maybe not my favorite part, but the part that I literally laughed at and we referenced it was they jump out of the box truck and you literally watch the guys <laughs> go grab the strip and then another two guys grab this, like each side of like the road close sign and just, just run, run at, the, at the crowd and just <laughs> run like a guy over. And I was so not, I saw them sitting there and I was so not expecting anybody to go grab any of those things. <laughs> and I was like, wait, okay. I mean, I guess that's fairly effective. So that works. Mine is basically that whole train sequence from start to finish. Like just that <laughs> whole like shenanigans and just like, I want to, I want to a peaky shenanigans hooligan movie where it's all fun and games <laughs> and it's all one up some other, you know, and not, you know, the cool guy dying at the end for no reason at all. Like, because he's not even going to write about it because he, he's like, I won't ever write about it. Like, so, like, no one's going to know what happened to Pete. Except, well, like, I, I feel five or six like, people. I feel like the, and maybe this was just me, I feel like the ending, um, like, over commentary, like, thing was him writing about it that's how i felt about it it was like he was right yeah. he was he was however he could without doing damage to other people he was writing something about it well i hope he enjoys whatever life he has because that bevel middle <laughs> pastor is gonna track him down and kill him in his sleep I, I don't i don't respect bevel. that man i don't expect bevel it's not neville longbottom i don't expect bob that man bob yeah guy's a piece guy. of shit you're wrong you're not wrong like the fucking Browns are. Um, <laughs> um, oof. um. Anyways, all right. I had this question put on on uh up to date. Actually, sometimes I want to talk about shit. What sports franchise? Shut this TV off. Um, if they had hooligans in the United States, would have the worst hooligans, and you can't pick the Raiders. It's the Eagles. Yeah, it's the Eagles. It's the Eagles. It's the Eagles or Boston Bruins. Fans. It's 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 Philadelphia or Boston. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's and 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 Buffalo. I don't know that they would be bad, but they would be as rowdy as you could get. Right. You want to if you want a fun cheeky shenanigan hooligan. Yeah. Buffalo's here, Buffalo. but the, but yeah, <laughs> Philadelphia and Boston would be the worst. I feel like you wouldn't want to sleep on the Jags, Jacksonville, bunch of bunch of well, Yeah, you never want to sleep on a crowd Flo of Florida men. Yeah, sixty thousand Florida men. <laughs> no, it's it's it all day. It's Philadelphia. It's Eagles. That's yeah, I mean, I, Philadelphia in general, but I think it's probably the Eagles. I think. There was a stretch there where Seattle tried to put their name in that running, but like Philly's been that way as long as anybody's ever known Philly. And that's just that's who they are. I mean, they grease light poles, so they can't <laughs> climb them for God's sakes. 
they send out their tax dollars go to public workers to grease light poles. Yeah. All right. Psycho that, behavior. That like I I love I do enjoy that question, but the problem is is the answer is in my head, in my head, I was only thinking baseball teams. I didn't I didn't, I didn't oh. think about until I, no, and then I asked it tonight, and I said all all pro teams, but because baseball baseball teams, teams? Uh, I don't know, man. Like baseball's fallen so hard that I don't know. I'm trying to think, what what is their route? Yeah, it'd be the Phillies, probably. If we're doing Phil, I mean the same same fan base, it same could, it could be, or Red Sox. Red Sox would probably be up there. I don't know. I guess I don't know how much because <laughs> I was just mad anyway. I don't know how <laughs> how rowdy Houston fans got. Uh, in, in yeah, the the, pro- their... the problem for I feel like for baseball teams is like baseball fandom, like the big fandoms are so national, mm-hmm. like they're not like the the regional culty type fandoms anymore. So that's why I struggle with like a baseball team. That's a natural answer. Right. Like I said, it's it's just popped in my head. Apparently Russia has the most hooligans. Let's do a podcast for this movie. We're all doing laundry today. Russia has the most hooligans and the seventies were the highest was when the hooligans were at its highest. Yeah, I could see that. Well, you can imagine. So those those things. Well, I mean Russia I imagine it's because it's a bigger country, right? And also just what the fuck? Russia's just not a happy place about. Well, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, you think you're still out there? Like, you think it's still a thing? Or is it oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is. I, it's, I don't it's know. Definitely still a thing. Yeah, I think. I don't, I don't think it's easily as like open as just like beating the shit out of each other outside of the stadium after a right. match. But yeah. I'm sure it's definitely still a thing. Before I'll be smart, be like, I want to go see the Green Street Hooligans filming locations tour. Not be smart. <laughs> I'm a Richmond hooligan, Greyhounds. <laughs> we're very, we're a very angry bunch. All right. Um, all right. Empty out the uh, notebooks. Uh, I think the only things I really have left were just some of the. Uh, maybe not even some. Well, I guess a couple of them, but just the kind of the quotes that, like I said, some of my friends and I still throw at each other. Uh, like when I think it's in that first scene with Pete and Matt, where he kind of tries to get away from him or something, or tries to hit him, and he stops him, and he hits him with the "How fucking stupid do you feel now?" <laughs> uh, I think that was then, literally when he grabbed his leg and put him yeah. in the yeah uh and then uh i think it's the first argument you kind of get with bubber where uh just the bartender walks between him and just be his boys <laughs> and just it's the perfect way to break up a fight with your with your buddies it's, i got beers man let's let's settle this let's <laughs> close it up uh but i think that's about all i had left in there other than about three more times of noting that i think shannon is a terrible human being uh why on earth would you send your brother down this route but uh he also does a really good job of looking how drunk he looks in that scene and then somehow sobers up for the game which 
I was going to criticize, but I have many friends that have been in that boat two hours before tailgate <laughs> and, and somehow saw the end of the game. So maybe I shouldn't judge. But like when he's in that crowd and they're trying to discuss him being the actual karate kid thing, which, dear God, guys, I mean, come out in 1984 and it's 20 years ago. So, okay, let's just use our brains here. But like he looks smoked. In that singing he scene, does. like Elijah Wood, this looks like I don't know if they, they got him real drunk or they got him high or what the fuck they did, but he looks fucking gone. Best <laughs> drunk act I've ever seen. <laughs> Maybe not best, but it's, it's top level. I think I only have one. Okay, I actually have two things left. So Pete gets stabbed in the neck with a beer bottle. Steve. Steve, other one. (laughs) Yes. So Steve got stabbed in the neck with a beer bottle, and they like drag him outside. And Bobber or I don't don't, somebody busts the window out of a car. (laughs) Yeah. To like to take him to the hospital. Should have slid his wrist when he did it. (laughs) (laughs) And then the car is like magically running. Yeah, it's just going. Like even even if it's not magically running already, like to get it just to magically start, <laughs> I was like, "All right, well, there's just a we're just gonna skip a whole like issue that's happening there." You think Bobber like just looks miserable, or he's just a great actor? Um, I don't know. Probably a little bit of both. I think there's there's got to be just some level of. I think he actually Natural just sadness. I think he just kind of looks that way. Yeah. To be honest with you. After like clicking on his IMDB, I think he just kind of naturally looks that way. Like a miserable son of a bitch who deserved to die in Green just... Not the actor. The actor, I'm sure, is a fine human being. And then the last thing I have is so when Matt is back with Shannon and the baby and they're like prepping and he's standing on the porch or the stoop like smoking or whatever, and she comes up and takes a, a couple drags off the cigarette. She looks way more natural smoking a cigarette than Elijah Wood does. Like, <laughs> Elijah Wood looks like he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing with that cigarette. I don't feel like Elijah Wood smokes cigarettes. No, but but you can, like, at least learn a little bit of, like, to look like you've done it before. I don't know. Like, it, and it wasn't so obvious to me, like, seeing him, like, smoke a little bit throughout the movie, but when she walks up and it's just, like, a close of them standing there and she like takes it and takes a drag and then like blows it out and takes another drag. I was like, wow, he looks like he has no idea what he's doing. And she has done that before. Speaking of Elijah Wood, apparently like a lot of people didn't want him in this role. I don't know who else you do. Like, cause I feel like Matt has to be kind of a guy that looks kind of like he shouldn't be there. He shouldn't be doing these things. Right. Yeah. There's definitely, I mean, I know a part of a lot of the things is supposed to be, yeah, he he doesn't belong. This is all new to him. Why on earth would he look like he's done some of these things before? And I couldn't ever figure out if it was him being good at acting awkward or him just being incredibly awkward on camera for a lot of the moments. I think that's just how he is. Yeah, <laughs> I I am far from an Elijah Wood like actor fan. Let's we'll just say that you don't like Frodo. No, I think he's awful. <laughs> he's from Iowa. I think Elijah Wood is not not good. 
<laughs> Huckleberry Finn. I'm. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I guess I'm. I really don't think Elijah Wood is very good. I think. All right. Also he's on a, the he's something. Also on a on the casting couch. Um. What they wanted Tom Hardy to be Pete. That was the one they went after. Interesting. What the hell had Tom Hardy done to that point? I mean, I guess Charlie Hunnam hadn't done anything either. But so I've been. I thought I would understand how that would have went. And the uh, guy. The I don't guy. know. I don't know how Tom Hardy would have done the like first part of the movie. No, a bit interesting. I think I don't. I wouldn't change Pete. Um, and the guy that went for Steve slash the major is that guy from Braveheart and Gladiator and Sons of Anarchy with the scars on his face. That's who they. Oh, oh yeah. Um, that's who they fuck, wanted. What Steve. was his name? I think he'd been great, Steve. Like you, I think he would have brought some uh, gravity to it. I'm not saying that the dude that's played Steve didn't. I'm just saying like Chibs. So you're talking Chibs. about right? Chibs yeah. from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. yeah. What's who they wanted for that role? Yeah, that guy probably. Yeah. I would have been down with that. I don't so, know about I don't know about Tom Hardy playing Pete. What what was Tom Hardy? What was he doing in 2006? I have no idea. I mean, like I said, I don't know what the hell he'd ever done. But Charlie Hunnam hadn't really done anything either. Tom so. Hardy. Yeah, that's where. It's interesting. I guess I don't know. Again, like, don't know. No, what he had nobody done, in this but, movie had really like his. But for that to be a much other than specific Elijah Wood, right? name, fucking layer cake. Come on, two thousand fucking four. Fuck. What? It's a great movie. You should watch it. Layer cake. Like, layer cake. Yeah, it's what. Uh, it's what got uh guy who played Bond. Bond. Daniel Craig. Yep. Well, man, he looks like a baby in 2006. Fuck. <laughs> oh, I think he could have done it. He, he probably could have. Like, he, I just, I've never I'm trying to think of a role where, I, given Charlie Hunnam didn't like do it a lot of justice to be like the jovial fun. I feel like Tom Hardy would have made it like too, uh, too strung out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't change it. I'm not trying to change the movie. I like I like the movie. I like who's in it. So I'm assuming that Jake's gonna put this above Pool Hall Junkies of the two movies that he was presented. Yeah. Uh I don't think it's like massively better, to be honest, but it's it's a movie that I would re-watch before I would rewatch Pool Hall Junkies. I think of the two, and mind you, they're both equally hard to find. <laughs> I'm more likely to be bored on a Sunday and put on Green Street Hooligans and I am Ball Junkies. Yeah. And just have it play in the background while I'm doing laundry. I also think mm, I also think like a Pool Hall Junkies might be a better after bar movie. I agree. Because it moves quicker. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably true. So it, like it's kind of it's like two different things, right? Like a movie if I'm gonna like actually sit down and put a movie on and watch the movie it would be green street hooligans. But if I'm just going to like pop on a movie after the, you know, whatever the, after the bar category of movie, I think pool hall junkies fits that better. So which mind you, I love how we keep bringing that up as though we're old enough or young enough to where we actually still happens. You come home and put a movie on. <laughs> yeah. But it's still a good category. Like I do like that maybe twice a year, right? I'm actually like still waking up. Like I'm going to pop something in. 
I but we all but it. we all know what it is. Like, yeah, we yeah. obviously we don't come right. home. I mean, obviously we don't come home from the bar and like we were in college and put on a movie and for two hours. I think <laughs> I think a hard like a large part of that is that we used to all like when we were in college, a lot of our living situations, like the kitchen, you could see the TV in the living room. True. So like so you're oh, in yeah. there like so you're in there like building a meal and shit, and like it's like no, it's right there. I'll just fucking while I'm creating this frozen pizza, and, you know. Right. I don't know. I said I really like this movie. It's great. You should seek it out. It's free on YouTube. Yeah, just go watch it on YouTube. It's, it's fucking. It's a really good fucking burn. I get. I bet it's just as good as that DVD that I watch. Like, it's a little blurry sometimes, but like I am surprised. I'm shocked. Yeah. It's been on YouTube for six like years or nine years. Yeah, it's on there. Six for, years. It's been on there a while. How many? Well, well, when 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 nobody cares to pay for the rights to have it on a streaming service, nobody cares to go make sure it's right. taken off of YouTube. Yeah. Right? Which is why it should be on streaming service. How many views do you think that YouTube has? Oh, how long, how long was on? Six years ago. Six years. Oh man, I don't even know if I want to guess. Uh, you know this answer, Sean? I don't. Um, sixty thousand. No, I'm gonna go significantly over that. It's say like I also don't know what YouTube counts as a view, to be fair. But anyway, well, yeah, that's good. Um, I was gonna say like maybe ten, a little over a million. Oh my god, how many is it? Are oh, you both need to keep going up? Really? Wow. Uh, it is two point six million views. Hmm. Huh. Which is why. They should be fucking like <laughs> streaming this somewhere. Yeah, I mean, you'd think you'd think that would be making making you money if it was on a if over those six years if it was somewhere, service, yeah, right? or like, even on Blu-ray. You're just you know like this is why the actors are on strike right here. And I yeah, guess if you're if you're, if you're searching for, I'm I'm sorry, uh, I should order a Charlie Hunnam movie or something on YouTube. It's a soccer movie. Um, yeah, so yeah anyway, I'd like to see that curve on the on the of like when the views have how the views have come in on that because I wonder if it's gone up for some reason. Well, the thing about this movie like is, and then well, everyone goes like, like we discussed full all junkies like the last thirty minutes. You're in. I don't know if there's a spot in this movie where you're like I'm gonna pop this in and I'm into the end. Like, well, that's the thing for this movie to me is like it gets less fun, but it gets better because charlie hunnam does the thing he does well for the last like 40 minutes yeah. or whatever it is so it's like i don't know if it's one of those where like i turn it on and i will i'm gonna have fun for the last 30 minutes but if you want to watch like the people be better at what they're doing it's the last third or half of the movie so yeah it's one of those you kind of in a way get two 45 minute movies in this of yeah, you have your introduction, your character building, the fun, the jokes, the the quirky fights, and then yeah, you, then you get the seriousness, the actual storyline mm. taking off. And yeah. Bevo's because of a real fucking piece of shit. Yeah, and Downs, I believe it the way it looked, almost close to an entire bottle of vodka after. Pretty damn close fight. to a whole fifth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mm, he wakes up time. with the fifth on its side. Glass and, hand, and handcuffed to a bench, maybe. <laughs> I also thought it was so to that point. I thought it was funny that he just got up and ran, like, 
no words, no nothing. Like yeah. he just like, ran ran away from the cop. I would have I would hold him higher if A he died instead of Pete. Or just Pete didn't die and he just saved him at the end. He came flying in. Like I don't that's what I was expecting. Either him or Matt to come like flying in and knock the guy off. And maybe because not die. I don't know what Pete dying as this movie. I mean, in all he reality, not a ton. He could have sacrificed getting his ass kicked, and they still get away. But it give it gives you the Elijah Wood line at the end okay. of Pete's life taught me to never back down. But Pete's death taught me that there's times to walk away. Yeah, it's a, it's obviously very much built to be a a strange martyr situation. Um, you definitely didn't have to kill Pete. Like that's at, that's one hundred percent. Yeah, a, like you could have absolutely ended that movie very similarly without killing Pete. And they could have pulled him off, and he's been bloody grinning at, at Tommy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I and I guess you know they give it the setup of this shit ends now. It's all basically two guys enter, one guy leaves. Whole scenario, but yeah, it doesn't. I don't think it necessarily had to be that. I think you could set it up a little differently. Um, but I guess then you get into the whole thing of then. Then you're just ending a movie before they even play the game against Millwall, and does it all just go threefold? Maybe that's where the prison movie takes off. I don't know. We'll never know. I'm never watching that thing. Um, and I'm going to, without watching it, recommend that none of, nobody else does either. But you can find those fuckers on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably on Disney Plus or some shit. All right, all right boys. So next time when we're coming back for uh, Grind... And then we're going to finish up with Angels in the Outfield of Andrew Downs. And then we're going to move on to a movie podcast titled to be named at some point. So we have a good idea for a movie podcast for us three drunks. Uh, tweet at us. And none of you listening at this point anyways. I am Ted Flint, Jake Boss, and Shantez. <laughs> Till next time. Peace, Peace out. Boys.